0: Alright, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Now, the past 24 hours inside of America, or I'm going to say the last 48, has been very strange to say the least. Just off the top of my head, we've shot down how many flying objects. Now one over Alaska, uh, one that was over Canadian airspace that came into ours, we shot it down. Portland then spun up the Reserve Air Force. Airspace over Montana was closed. Airspace over Lake Huron was closed yesterday. But that was then followed up by another UFO being shot down, that apparently had came from Montana and drifted over. And a lot of people are correct. I did look at the wind. The wind. I guess you, you can. I, I I use an app myself for looking at the way the wind is going to go when I'm out fishing. So I want to know which side of the lake I want to be on and which way I want to be facing that kind of stuff. And it was they were correct. Like the wind. Was pushing or could have pushed something, all the way over there. Now that distance in a ten-hour span, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Really. It's really weird. This whole thing's really weird. I don't really know. The American government admits that these things are—they're um, not aliens, which I don't really know how they would know that because they're floating in a very strange way. And I—I I, I hate to be this guy. I feel like the big guy with the big hair right now. Like I said, I—I'm not saying that there's not something out there because the universe is so big. But this is very strange. Is it not really weird? Uh, NORAD al- also, they just announced they're going to be conducting air defense exercise over Washington, D.C. on Tuesday. I, I don't know. The whole thing. The Pentagon says there's no indication that aliens or extraterrestrial activity are linked to these cases of unidentified objects. That's exactly what they said, the ones that are being shot down by our Air Force. But that also is very contradictive because they also said they don't know exactly what it is. So I don't. I don't know if they're just saying this is to make the public calm down. But I mean it, it, we all have a uh, what I what I call a goldfish mentality in in the sense that no one really TikTok has really done it to people as well but our younger generation they like they can hone in on something for like 3 seconds and then, then they're pretty much out on it they're out on it and like, that's, that's probably what's going on with this and the Pentagon does not know what keeps these these objects by the way like aloft like they have no idea what 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 propulsion system they're actually utilizing to to sit there like imagine this thing just floating this 50 cal round just floating or casing I guess just floating and you have, no, like, you have no idea how it's moving, how it gets places, why it's there. I, I, I don't know. A U.S. Air Force general also stated, uh, General Glenn Van Heck, or Herc, excuse me, had said that they're calling them objects, not balloons, for a reason. Now, if the U.S. Air Force is calling them objects and not balloons, I mean, you can pretty much tell what a balloon is, right? We, we knew there was a balloon flying over us. And, and, and by the way, China's also blamed us for... 10 balloons flying over their country in the last year. I, I also want to throw this out there. The only way for a, a, one of our balloons to make it over to China. I don't know if China's ever looked at how winds or the, the wind drift, I guess you'd say the world works. I don't know if any, does anybody know this is watching this? Do you know this Charles, the wind in the world works from West to East for the most part. That's why you go slower when you fly from Florida to Dallas and not Dallas to Florida because you're going against them with the wind. So if you put a, if you put a balloon up in the air and it's flying, you know where it's got to fly over to get to China, if we if we launch one from America, I don't know what Africa. It's got to go over about a million other countries, continents before it hits China. It's got before it hits China. Excuse me. Before it hits China, it's got to go over Af- Afghanistan, India, Russia. I don't know. It's just me. I'm just throwing it out there. And then somehow, unless we launch one from, from I guess we could have launched one from India. <laughs> I don't really know, but I'm just like looking, thinking about what a map looks like in my head right now. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if that would really pan out too well. Nor do I really believe them. I have no idea if China's up to something as well, because they're trying to hop on board with this whole, uh, this whole floating stuff, because they announced yesterday they spotted one as well, flying in the waters near the coast of Shandong. Yes, they're Shandong province. God bless. I, I don't know what's going on here. I think Will Smith right now is putting on a suit, getting prepped and ready for Independence Day. By the way, well, we're about to see Independence Day V2 come up. Uh, and was, was there a part two to that movie? We're about to see a Independence Day live. The, you know, the first thing I thought about, like, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding when I say this. My third, this is going to sound so goofy, but it, like when I started seeing all these things, I said, my God, what is going on? And then I thought, do I have enough ammo in my house? <laughs> that was literally the first thought that I had in my head. I thought, are you kidding? Then I was like, okay. I, was, I, I mean, and then, then I went down the, the long path. I was like, this does even make any sense. What am I even thinking right now? I sound like a crazy guy. I just thought to myself, do I have enough ammo in my house? What am I even talking about? If it came down to that point, what, what use is my little tiny thing going to be here? Like, Yeah, what am I talking about? I need some tinfoil. My God. This is just, I don't know. I did before that announcement, by the way. China was also mocking Biden for knocking down the balloons with fighter jets. They called it hysterical and laughably juvenile. Like, if you are an American, and by the way, living in Russia, watching this, I don't know what you're doing with your life. For one, I have no idea. And two, what the hell, what are you doing? Why are you still inside of Russia? I think it was last September they told everybody to get out, which made no sense because it was seven months after the invasion. But the U.S. State Department has decided they issued another one, another travel advisor for Russia today, stating that no U.S. citizens should travel to Russia due to unpredictable consequences of the unprovoked full-scale invasion of ukraine by the russian military force i don't think they could have used a longer title for that but that is true that is what they're calling it and this is a travel advisory that's been released since i i think like september okay when they fully started mobilizing that is the russians now this has been one of the more confusing starts to an episode for myself honestly there, there's there's been more i've talked about that I know nothing about, and I'm sure Joe, I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but I've seen a lot of Joe Rogan clips, and I'm going to tell you right now, I would assume he's going to go on some absolute tangents about these this week. Now, you know what's kind of weird? I probably should start listening to Joe Rogan, because everybody says Joe Rogan's like the best podcast in the world. I've never, I don't think I've ever listened to a full episode of his, to be honest. I've never, I don't think I have. But anyway, oh, God, what a weird way to start this thing off. Aliens flying around, and or whatever it is flying around, I wish someone would just tell us. We got things flying around the United States. We cannot even identify. The U.S. is telling civilians that uh, they should they should leave Russia and don't travel. That's literally how we're starting this thing off. These kind of these kind of announcements, by the way, generally only come when something big is expected, like something drastic. Like if I like if I'm a gambling man, which I 100% am. So go Chiefs yesterday. Thank you so much on that. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I am a little bit of a gambling man. I'm I'm gonna assume it's it's because they're expecting a farther. I uh, said, me, a, a larger, not farther, a larger full scale type of invasion of Ukraine to happen once again. If I was a gamble man, which I am, I've been telling y'all for the past week or two that I do believe the Russians are prepped and ready to make a big push into Ukraine. It seems like I may not be the only one that is thinking this. Now, timing is going to be extremely important for the Russians here because this has got to be their their last shot at trying to take a very large chunk of Ukraine by force. If they jack this next thing up and it's not done right, okay, I think the war is going to be over for them. I really do. I could be wrong, though. The Russians could be just staging men for no, no other reason than to just make themselves look bad and there's no imminent threat there. Okay. Now 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 here's for some breaking news. Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. They've been gone from uh from the waste products to your face to help you replace those bulky razors with their new Hedger Pro Kit. Finally tame your mane by going to manscaped.com and using our code SPEAK for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Yes, that is right. There'll be linked to the very top description. Use code S P-E-A-K. All caps for twenty percent off. Plus free shipping. All right, so this kit right here is going to craft your signature look. This thing is awesome. It'll make you look from Gandalf to Totally Bear. It starts with this right here. This is the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this thing is waterproof. Okay, it's cordless. Well, I would hope it would be cordless if it's waterproof and going to the shower with you. It has 20 different settings, cutting lengths with one guard. So no more messy drawers, hairs all over the place. No one likes that stuff. You guys literally can have, yeah, everything you need inside of one, one little thing. Look, at you twist it and it goes up. Look at that. You see that? No more messy drawers. 20 lengths has never been so easy for your signature beard look. Plus, this trimmer has a titanium-coated T-blade that is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit right here is more than just a trimmer, by the way. Just want to throw it out there. It comes with dermatologist-tested formulations for post-trim care. It also has beard shampoo because everybody's beard is different. It's more coarse. It's more thick. It's easier to damage. Shampoo and conditioner comes in this kit. It's designed to moisturize, reducing ingrown hairs, replenishing your natural oils, and promoting beard health. So this bad boy right here, the little beard oil. It's nutrient-infused oil that relieves dryness both on your beard and your skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up that look. And it comes with some beard balm to cap this thing off. Hey, you want to style and moisturize your beard while bringing an amazing scent? of eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender, when your life, or your, I guess your, your, I guess your your man, or your whatever you want to be rubbing up against your face, wants to smell you, this is what's going to make it happen. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three gifts. A beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure that your beard is ready to impress. So right now you guys get 20% off and free shipping with our code speak at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code speak, S-P-E-A-K, at manscaped.com. yes, manscaped beard hedge pro kit the premier solution for facial grooming so you know our main man over on russian state tv is always calling for the bombing of other cities inside of germany poland and even the uk and america and you know what every single country that's not his his son is actually by the way a model i just found out over inside of london currently and i hadn't the slightest clue of this thing it is very ironic because this this is the same guy we hear over and over again talking about stuff. actually matter of fact just the other day we played this inside of our last episode this, this, this little clip. Now, the best part about it is the fact that he's he's always calling for, for men to stand up and fight for the motherland, and his own son doesn't even live in Russia. And it honestly, it looks like they've they completely disowned this kid, I guess, or I would assume, because his own father is calling for London to have bombs dropped on it while his son is living there. I don't know if this is the way the Russians just have, like, like, their mentality is. It's just so weird. So weird, and you know what? I'm very glad they're, they're they're starting to admit what is really going on and what the real intentions of the Russians are. I think it's not going to shock anybody. Now maybe the stuff that's floating around the northern part of America is being sent in by the Russians. I don't know. For some reason, this thing, this first thing that comes to mind, it's, it's not really going to happen. But I, I, it can't be there. They can barely even, like, get their men on the front line to do stuff they want to do. They, and they're not going to be able to make floating stuff that are shipped as tic-tacs. But I know that's not the case. Okay? But what this guy's calling for would end up being uh, an all-out war in the sense that it, it's why it hasn't happened yet. Nor do I believe it's going to happen unless they want this thing to spill into something much larger. The Russians have a problem with living in the past. Like, we're going to hear them talking about World War II constantly. We always do. And don't get me wrong. I'm a big World War II guy. But that's because I enjoy the history of it, not because it's something I want to bring up daily, like literally daily, in order to justify or rationalize why I would be inside of Ukraine. And just so everybody did catch that, the agreement he's talking about is from 1814. 1814, what is that? 208 years ago. 208 years ago. This right there is the mindset of uh, of attempting to try to justify exactly what is going on because they want to take back lands and expand an empire of the Russian Federation on an agreement from 208 years ago. Now they're starting to possibly realize that I guess almost a year's deep that maybe Ukrainians in the West aren't really afraid of them and they're calling for stronger actions. now, sharing whatever tech you guys have with the country probably won't end too well. To, to be honest with you, please do. Go ahead. I mean, just to throw this out there. Venezuela, pretty corrupt. Just going to throw it out there. Might be one of the most corrupt places on planet Earth. Go ahead and give them your, your best stuff because I, I guarantee you the highest bidder will win in the end. Just going to throw that. How much money does America... We will literally... We could pay for anything at this point. Like What what are they asking? What are they talking about? Go ahead and give it to Venezuela. Please do. And God bless them for thinking that that even for the slightest slightest slip it that north korea would have any dog inside of this fight if you're if you're counting on north korea and the north koreans to strike america then you've already lost without the actual war even starting now we're going to bounce over to some mapping because the russians have been able to take back some ground in the northern portion of the country and in an area where we haven't seen very much movement at all and that is right here you guys see this that's the chunk i just added back now i don't know if this is this is like a a huge thing, or it's just the the Ukrainians pushing back, or maybe they they, they did get their teeth kicked in. The Russians actually do control the land and might be pushing more Westernly. For all I know, I have no idea. But for right now, I know the Ukrainians have lost this chunk right here. They've given it back to the Russians, most likely not on purpose. But I don't know if this is part of the big offensive plan that's going on, or if they're just having some success here. But we're going to shift south. Shift. Shou- we're going to shift south out of this area. Down through here, so we go past Sivitov, and this is where we're going to be looking at here, is outside of Kremena, okay? They, they have been able to push more westerly out towards Torsk. So the, the Russians have been able to push, and they're back inside the same area, which they had actually gained access to about two weeks ago. Then they lost it, and then they lost more ground. They overextended themselves like they have in the past. But they've also not just done that. They've also been able to, to uh, push the Ukrainians more southerly out of Ploshenka. So now the, the Ukrainians were able, they have they were forced to push more southernly out of here. Not only that, the Russians now took a big chunk through here. So they are gaining a little bit of momentum and ground on the northern side of Kremlin and pushing more west. So, we've said this in the last couple episodes. I'm going to repeat it every single episode until it's it's ingrained in everybody so they understand. The Russians do not care. Do not care how, many, how much men or lives or anything they lose as long as they win. They don't care. If they're taking back ground, which they are right now, the Ukrainians are not taking back ground, the Russians have the advantage right now. They don't care if they lose ten thousand men, a million men, or ten million men, as long as they achieve their goals. Which right now they have not really put out there what their goals are, and I think that has more or less to do because it's very hard for them to determine. Even though I did see, um, yeah, Kadyrov. So that guy, he did just put out uh, yesterday in this in this meeting. I was I lessened the entire thing. I don't, I'm not going to put it out there, but he said they're going to take Poland or up until Poland. They're going to take Kiev. They're going to take Arkiv, They're going to take Odessa. They're going to take everything. It's happening. They're going to take it. So they're still pushing that. He's still pushing that narrative. I don't know if that's just to motivate his men or not. Because, I mean, they have really no way of being motivated on the ground right now. But they are winning inside of certain areas like this. This is kind of a big deal. Okay. We're seeing we're seeing them take control of areas that were once not, well, They no one had really control of. So now we're sliding down to Bachmont through here. The Russians do control the northern trench line that is north of Krasn- Krasnohora. Krasnohora itself has been taken, so Krasnohora itself has been it's it's been taken by the Wagner forces. Has been confirmed as well. There is a pretty good chunk of Ukrainians right through here and on this side as well that have been able to actually control this main route, and they're doing this for one reason because there's no east to western route. They do have one route in and out of the city, as we do know. I will say, you guys see this little tiny. Black X's right here. So this is the train tracks. This top one is the train tracks that flows in and out of the city right there. That bridge has been blown. And then this main one has also been blown. So if the Russians do somehow make it through on this side, they're going to be funneled to this northern part of the city or through here on this southern part. They're not going to really be able to use this one, just so everybody is aware, because that main route is pretty much going to be cut off for everything big, large, and heavy going to be coming through there. So we're probably going to to take that northern or southern right, which might be a reason why we're seeing it so slow through there uh the Avansky. this whole area has actually been has been it's actually been held off pretty well i'm going to give them props once again the ukrainians are holding off really well other than the trench line on the northern side being taken completely i do expect this pocket right here that is west of krasnohora that one right there i do expect that thing to fall over time because it's now getting pressure from the north the east and from the southeast like this actually you know what it's actually been more like this as well so it's getting pushed i'm going to assume that pocket is more likely going to fall in the next few days so actually going to move a little bit south of Bachmut now which we have not done this in a while so bakmont is north of here is new york um Here's Toresk. We haven't really actually talked too much about that during this entire war, but here's Avika. We have talked about this. The Russians have made a little bit of, of gains in this area. We got one chunk here, so there's number one. We got two, which is right through here, and this is going to be the third area right there. That's going to be the outer edges of Optine. So Optine itself, they've now controlled the the... The, the wood line on the northern side of the city, on the southern side of Avika, and they've actually pushed through and taken the city of, or the town, I guess you'd say, of Vadyen. So Vadyen itself is now under Ukrainian control, or to me, Russian control, and this pocket right here is now under Russian control, and they are pushing north. So I don't know. I, this is somewhat kind of a big deal because this area has been stagnant as well for the entire time frame of this, this war. Nothing's really happened. Is it is this is this the indication the Russians are now starting to amp up their or ramp up their, their stuff during this I guess, earlier spring months. I wouldn't even call this later months of the winter. Is this this now when we're starting to ramp up? I told you guys by the 24th of February, I thought it'd be a big deal. So what are we at now? We got, what, 10 days or so left? 11 days. I think by the 24th, I think is going to be the real, real big push on the next week and a half. I think it's possible we see something really happen in Ukraine. I know that sounds a little conspiracy series type isk, but I do think that could happen. So anyway, we'll, we'll stand by on that. I'll see you guys tomorrow with another episode. Other than that, I love you guys. I'm out.